Um, I think there are many changes that have been taking place um, over the four, last four or five years, but particularly over the last um, two years. And uh, the entrance of new parties um, has uh, gotten people excited. Um, perhaps people have felt that uh, there, are, there are issues that are spoken about, but um, perhaps uh, less acted upon. And when new entrants come into uh, the fray, they use that and uh, the voters are saying, well, let's give them a chance. Let's see what happens. And of course, uh, the DA and the ANC neck and neck in uh, the metros, um, at least uh, some of the more important, some would say, if you look at the city of Johannesburg, if you look at uh, Tswane, uh, very important metros there, not to say the others are not. But if you look at it, uh, for example, purely from an economic perspective, it's massive. And uh, the DA giving the ANC a run for all its money. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Why is the DA suddenly coming out so strongly? Well, I think uh, the DA has um, used, I think, a strategy that says uh, within their traditional uh, voter base, they will ensure that they consolidate. They do not lose that vote. In fact, what we've seen when we analyze the results, uh, they tend to um, increase slightly the um, support in their traditional base. Having consolidated that, they then said we, the next step is to now start going for those non-traditional uh, supporter base in the townships uh, amongst uh, and the poorer population, etc. So, and it seems to have worked for them. And uh, we see it in the results. Um, and, uh, we'll see what um, happens going forward, whether they will continue to um, take those votes. What has been interesting as well is that um, the amount of um, votes that they've gotten from their non-traditional uh, supporter base uh, is coming largely from the ruling, the governing party. Um, and if you think of new entrants such as the EFF, that means when you combine the two, there's been quite a significant amount of um, hemorrhaging of votes for the governing party. Of course, uh, listening to what the various politicians are saying and uh, the ANC in particular, uh, making the point that they are still, you know, um, the overall favourites. Uh, they are still winning this election if you look at it overall. Uh, that was to be expected though. Uh, definitely. I think, you know, you have to be very careful in how you package yourself. Because if you're saying, I'm winning votes, yes, that's fine, you're winning votes. The key to a local government election is if you're in control of law awards, of, of district councils and metros. Because the wards are there. But there's, a, there's, a, there's another issue to the wards, and that is, do the ward councils have certain level of control over budgets? Because you still have to go back to the PR. So here's the interesting thing. You can have a national footprint of 54%, but that doesn't mean you have control of metros or you have control of district councils, etc. And this, I think, is an interesting dynamic because then you have to ask yourself, what did the electorate do in the, uh, when they went out to vote in some of these metros? And the one I come back to is the Nelson Mandela Bay one. Because it could have been, and this is just speculation on my part, but it could have been that whilst the ANC won wards, they didn't actually get the PR vote as well. And so there's an interesting split in terms of what the electorate decided to do at the, uh, on the day of election to say, well, um, I, like your, I like your ward councillor, 
And yes, that's the person I'll put in. But in terms of the PR, I'm going to put a vote for another party. And, and it, it would be interesting when that sort of information does become available, you know, to, to extrapolate and look at the various permutations and look at exactly what went on and how people voted in um, the various wards, uh, the voting districts and what actually uh, that picture tells us. And you also mentioned something very important and that is the resources of metros. Let's talk about that. Because um, when we look at the Auditor General's report, when we look at the state of our municipalities, then uh, that begins to tell a picture in itself. Because, yes, you may be winning all of these small municipalities, but how many of them are in distress? How many of them are financially hamstrung? And, and, and then the metros come into their own because that is where the money is at. That's correct. And I think um, we see that reflected in um, the tightness of the race for those uh, metros because that's where exactly the economic power um, is at. And so the interest in controlling that will be greatest in those areas. Now, um, once you control those areas, the voters are looking out to say, well, we need to see a difference in our lives, in our infrastructure, in the uh, the everyday things that we encounter. And then time will tell until the next election who um, is able to deliver and are the voters uh, receptive or reactive to that. Do you think that this is a trend now where the ANC seems to be losing support? Uh, or is it just a flash in the pan? Is it a grudge vote, perhaps, on the part of some of the voters, just to show that they are perhaps unhappy with some of the things going on in the party? I don't know, Sakina, because, I mean, it's not a be- it hasn't been a dramatic decline. That's important. It's been a gradual one. And it's almost been a, a trickle one, in a sense, because it's been 1, 2, 3% here and there, etc. <coughs> some of the numbers that you've just mentioned in terms of what was the percentages like in 2011, you know, you're seeing it in that way. So I don't think it's been something that's just happened overnight. It's been gradual in a sense where the electorate and especially in those traditional voting areas for the ruling party where there has been a lack of, of, of efficiency performance where the electorate has time and time again given you a chance. But now you know you have to start delivering on those chances. You can't always have chances. You've got to start translating those into real, real, real gains for, for yourself and for the electorate. So I think 2014, you asked the question about you know where did this come from? Where did we see these, the major trends emerging from after after the 2011 election. I think 2014 was the key messaging when we saw the ruling party in some of, in some of the provincial uh, uh, electoral uh, uh, results uh, dramatically go down. So at the national level, the decline has been gradual. But in the 20, 2014 election, you take the province of Gauteng, the decline was dramatic. I think it was about 10%. So again, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to you've got to read these trends and you've got to start extrapolating what these trends mean for you. And the only other issue I'm seeing here is that the messaging coming out seems to be a, the, the, the old rhetoric. Um, and it seems to be that you want to keep talking about who owns the, the, the notion of a liberation struggle, who are the ones that did this and did that for you. Yes, fair enough, we have to recognize it. But there's another issue here. You're having a generational shift with voters. Because now your traditional support base is the older one, 
but the younger generation is coming up is that the messaging that they identify with we need to start unpacking that. And we have to unpack that. And I think uh, beyond these elections as well, uh, looking at the younger voters, um, one of the um, uh, stats uh, that I would like to look into, uh, the numbers there would be for the voter turnout. Mm-hmm. And again, also, you know, drilling down into that to see who came out to vote, where they came out to right. vote, uh, because that would be very interesting. Why don't we have that number as yet? Um, well, uh, we're still trying to analyze the results and uh, as soon as we leave here, we'll get into that. But going back to the question around um, the, the trends, you know, in 2011, um, the ANC had 59% uh, and when you look at the provincial uh, support in 2014, it was 52 Now, the downward trend that you, you spoke about uh, comes into play here. Now, at present, it's hovering in the 40s. And I think to answer the question that uh, you asked earlier, it's likely that this is going to really jolt uh, the ANC into action. And What sort of action, though? Regrouping and uh, looking at where it is that um, things have gone wrong. They I ask, what is regrouping? What does that mean for the ANC right now? Because clearly something drastic needs to happen. But what is that? What needs to happen? Well, that's a big question. So earlier you spoke about, you asked the question of um, uh, the young voters. Uh, one needs to ask the question, uh, has the fact that there were problems within the youth league in the party been an issue has the entrant or the entrance of a party such as uh, the EFF which seems to have had a great appeal with younger voters uh, had an effect is there anything that the um, ANC can do to reverse that trend to mm. appeal again to the younger uh, voters those are the questions that's the regrouping that one uh, can think of when the ANC needs to uh, reposition itself. And then uh, there's also, of course, the question of rural versus urban support. And if we look at even um, in the provinces where the ANC has maintained, um, you know, their support base, the, the, the bigger centers in those provinces even there, you can see uh, shifts, even though in some instances marginal, whereby um, it, there seems to be a greater contest. There's greater contestation in uh, the urban centers. Uh, but, of course, we are also dealing with issues such as a rapid urbanization in this country. So what does that mean? Um, and again, how does a party like the ANC address that matter? You know, Sakina, the, the, the urban issue is very important because it's not just a South African phenomenon. It's a global phenomenon. We are in, especially in emerging markets and countries from the global south, there's a high level of urbanization taking place. So in a sense, the pressure on governments to deliver at the, urban, uh, at the urban center is much more. But there's also an interesting thing that there are those metros that are not as urbanized. And you still see that kind of... Not conflating as such, but a kind of like between the rural and the urban. So if you take Mangawong, for example, Mm. the ANC does well because it's not as highly concentrated in terms of an urbanization. Where are people going in terms of urbanization? They're leaving rural areas. Where are they going? And, and, And of course, migration trends seem to suggest 
uh, the, 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 the areas or the, or the urban centers that have the potential for economic opportunity. Now, despite the fact that we have an economy that's flatlining, but that's the point. And so they're going there. I mean, I remember in the mid-90s to, the, to 2000, 2005, Gauteng was where everybody went for the job. Mm-hmm. You know, so these migration trends also are important in terms of are they going to other metros or which metros are they going? And is this why these metros have become so highly contested? But just to start off the point that I was making, if we look at Mangaung, since you're speaking about mm-hmm. Mangaung, so Mangaung 100% complete. So this is the picture in Mangaung. The ANC won 56.52% of the vote, uh, the DA 25.96 and the EFF as 8.66%. If we look at 2011, the ANC had 66.27% of the vote in Mangaung. Um, the DA had uh, 27.11%. So both of them dropped. have dropped. What, you know, and, and, and this is the contestation that I'm talking about that seems to be very interesting in the bigger centers. Have they moved? What is the voter? I think that comes back to your other point about voter turnout. You got to look at voter turnout at at these at these big metros, at the voting stations, and compare them. Because remember, the 2011 census data is now quite dated in a sense. Because you have to see that m- migration trends and census data trends actually change on a yearly basis. They don't just stick to that pati- particular period in time. Uh, and I think perhaps you know uh, you, you have to start asking these questions about has the population density of that area, what has happened to it, have people moved, etc. But I mean, I guess there's other reasons as well that we can unpack in the course of the, the discussion. Well, you have to also factor in the fact that these, uh, again, that uh, new entrant into um, the fray, the EFF, um, if you lose uh, votes in both parties, where are they going? Mm. They're going to the one uh, party that uh, has become a player. No doubt and that they would have taken some of that support. Yes, um, and uh, when you look at a uh, place like the Free State, um, for the ruling party, the, the relative uh, stability they've had um, within the party, I think has helped them to not slide as far as the other um, metros, uh, mm. for example. Um, and so that has uh, been to their advantage. But factor in here also that the DA has not managed to make a strong inroad into that province. And that's, that would also be interesting to analyze and you know extrapolate further. If you look at Rustenburg, um, 84% uh, complete there, and the ANC 47.58%. EFF 25.42 and uh, to your point the DA there at 18.2% so very interesting because the picture in the rural areas is is, is much more clear cut but uh, when you move to uh, the uh, bigger urban centers the contestation and the independence of course also coming into play there so very interesting uh, pictures emerging but um, yes well when you look at that question uh, you may ask yourself, uh, is the ANC now becoming a party that a is... A rural party. I didn't want to say it, but, you know, that question has been asked. It's um, floating and, around. And, and it is floating around.